took my shirt off. Hello, welcome to the D-Chart Spinners podcast. That was fake anxiety. I can fake it like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I want people to know that I'm a professional podcaster extraordinaire. He has Here we played, are. He has played an annoying man in a shop, <laughs> pushing coins across a counter. He's done that. Ah, that's true. But Alan, yeah. mm. that. I was good at that. And they had to do this laugh in the middle of the supermarket, like really yeah. like, ha, 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 ha. He did it. He did, I didn't. I, d- I don't really get embarrassed in those sort of situations. Because I, 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 quite, I, I quite like being filmed by someone else and being a bit silly. Because this is quite an easy thing to do. Attention. I don't think that's a, I'm not saying that. I genuinely mean that. I think that's okay. Like when we were doing, I, I was kind of a bit, embarrassed to have to say all these lines in front of people just walking by you know in the supermarket but um i know what you mean when there's a camera on you you kind of just you just go with it and i i went with all my lines do you remember the night before when we started we should need we need to we need to tell people what we're talking about okay go on tell people people. (laughs) so gary and i a few a few years ago now we it was probably our first thing that we we wrote and and filmed together it was really really like stressful and difficult it was for like a comedy blaps submission and we speed we speeded through like the writing process and we didn't we didn't know that we didn't we didn't actually have to film it but we thought we'd film it because miles, um, miles to, knows basically most people get had nowhere to film but miles worked at cinema he knows lots of artistic people so someone who he knew who is like a cameraman but it's not his main job but he's um he does his, his girlfriend did sound it's not her main job but she could do sound so they so that and they had the equipment and stuff so we thought yeah we're filming i mean i didn't want to <laughs> i didn't want to film it but well, we wrote okay. it we, we basically wrote it and we we were both in it and we cast and Gary was going to be the main guy it was. and it was all about the, the show was about just him being awkward in different social situations in one episode he carried he purchased an ironing board and had to carry it home and it was all so about it, how yeah it does sound a bit like formula and boring and cliche when you put it like that but it, it was yeah, I know you mean that is true what you said like <laughs> there's a good description of it but it was kind of a bit more than that it's like more a comment on kind of the opening scene was in the supermarket and it happened to be the opening bit of filming we did and that's what we're talking about when Mars played Mars just just had a little role in it and he was just an annoying man at a counter but um yeah showed it to my dad very critical of me <laughs> and uh, he loved it and all their family loved it so I'm not saying it was good but I'm just saying it kind of it wasn't like for our first attempt it was like not too bad I think I think so we'd have to share it at some point when not we have a good day <laughs> no oh well, no, we, we shared just because we've basically it's three episodes. One episode has never got made or edited, but the beginning one and the end one were both kind of edited. Mars edited the end one. And so they're kind of two separate pieces now, but they're supposed to be interlinked as one. But that joining episode hasn't just has never happened. I think it's quite nice to have those things. So like you can look back on that now and go, cool. Yeah. We're exactly the same. Yeah, we've gone down in quality. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, well, ho- hopefully this show's a bit better. Hey, Gary, I'm 11 days clean of not smoking. Are you? Do you want to do you want to offer me any kind of congratulations or I'm tap on the back? You of... a Marlboro Gold. 
tested. Um, I would, and I would gladly take that to Marlboro Gold. Well, um, I was going to light a cigarette. Yeah, no, that's really good. That is good. Yeah, if that, but you don't, yes. you know, what, one thing I'll say. Cheers. If you do fall off the wagon, it's not like the end. Don't don't go back to what you did go back to just because you've got had one. Just think of it as, you know, you occasionally have one cigarette and that's much better than having, say, five a day or whatever you used to have. I don't know. But um, oh, when we met, certainly it was up to about 28 <laughs> In a, in a in a six hours well i tell you i tell you what it's it's not that bad i have noticed i, I keep feeling lightheaded I don't, I don't know why whether that's like attributed to not smoking but maybe it is because it's i don't know that sort of carbon monoxide's kind of leaving your body but i've got this nhs smoking app and you basically collect badges the more days you do so i've got quit day pulse rate oxygen levels carbon monoxide cleanse full of beans that's not true i my sense of smell should be improving it's not allowed to eat beans <laughs> Or, or onions. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. and do you want to know what today's tip is? Go Give on. yourself a manicure. Treat your hands now they no longer have to hold staining cigarettes. Oh, little does did they know that Miles gives himself a manicure every every other day. So, no, um, that's that's good. I'm sure that app is, is well made and, and good and things. I, I, uh, I don't smoke very much at all. I'm going to be honest now, my dad it doesn't matter who lists i don't He's care but, but i do I, I the only way i could quit was with uh, with vaping and i find that very good but the ideal way to quit is to quit completely because vaping vaping is much much better for you than cigarettes but it's still not great for you if you can it's do just, it like 11 days that's the yeah. longest you've gone since i've known you yeah i have done it for longer than that but it is it is hard so hey if anyone out there is giving up smoking well, well done. Because I think or people giving up anything, giving up anything, or a diet, yeah. or whatever you're doing. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not, is it? It's really, it's really hard. <laughs> um, shall we move on to the show? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> um, I think I think lots of people like us when we talk at the beginning. Well, 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 who, who are you supporting in the next election? No, 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 let's not do that. Um, yeah, <laughs> the, the show is, well, we haven't even said the name. It's the D-Trout Spinners. You know that. If you've downloaded this, you know it's the D-Trout Spinners, but I'm just saying it anyway. And, yes, it's a weekly retrospective on the Ricky Gervais show. And this is for new listeners who might come this week. This is a retrospective. We go show by show. This week, as Miles will tell you in a minute, he'll give you a little little rundown of the show, um, is episode 40. But I can tell you that. So, Miles, what kind of happens this show? And then we'll, we'll get into the discussion. What kind of happens this show is Ricky has done his back in wrestling. Rockbusters contest today, Cheeky Freak of the Week, Lobster Man, and the Siamese Twins who got to run over. Monkey News, Chimp number 86, the magician's assistant, hopped in the car at the gas station and drove to Spain. I'll put a link to the original show in the description, and then when you're ready, come back and join us. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello, you are. Welcome Hello. back. Yeah, so, and I'll just say we always forget to say this coming up we'll have general discussion we've got favorite quotes where we go through our favorite quotes please send us in yours we have xfm in the community where we go through some of the uh, feedback we've had some last week some of it and um a little, we choose a little song which which flusters me every time right at the end but that's what's coming up. Did you get that off Pilkopedia, by the way? Because Pilkopedia is down. I know I you goes on Pilkopedia, but... Yeah, I, I, I always it... take the description from Pilkopedia, and it was down for a bit, and I got a little bit of anxiety because I was like... Don't it's make still me, down. Please, me. 
Yeah. It's not, no, no, well, it shouldn't be. It should be back up now. Is it up for you? Okay. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Gary, what are your initial thoughts on this episode? Uh, it's a very good one. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, because there are there are parts of it that I think are not that interesting, but overall it's got some of the classics. I mean, why didn't he just look both ways? Obviously that would be coming up in my favourite quotes, but I just yeah, and you mentioned it there. But it's one of the great the great quotes from Carl. And I, think I think it's up there. Yeah. It's up in the top three or four. Um, it's got some other great moments in as well, like the Rockbusters. Um, good good start to the show with um, Ricky's kind of story of fighting. And you can just kind of imagine that. You can, I can imagine him lying on a sofa, putting his socks in someone's face. socks. Like, yeah, that's just so Ricky. I and you're also that. commissioning editor of Channel 4 as well. Like, know, the yeah. he's, he's in at this stage. And he's like, do you want to have a wrestle? And yeah. a little part of me goes... I want to wrestle with the Channel 4 commissioner. Yeah, yeah, wrestle a, a, a 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. slot off him. But no, it's, it shows the confidence Ricky's got at those times because, like, a lot of people in media, even people who are successful, I think, would be trying to impress people. Like, it would, would, would. Uh. No, I'm not saying they would always be formal and everything with them, but but commissioning editors are so useful to know. They wouldn't kind of wrestle them to the ground. No. So it's his confidence. He's not bothered about, like, making contacts that – about potentially kind of putting off people that could give him a show. He's so confident. You imagine imagine the elevator pitch. You walk in there. It's the commissioners at the BBC – and you go, you get them in a headlock. Take your shoes off. <laughs> yeah. Get your socks off. But no, it's um, it's a good story. I always think it's an uh, interesting point that um, Steve talks about his living room. And he says, because your living room isn't big. And that makes me think, mm. bloody hell, if Ricky didn't have a big living room at that stage, like... I well, how, think well, you think how many living rooms has he got now? Like, cause my, yeah, I know. But, like, I, I think, am I overspending here? Because I'm not earning about one... 30th of what Ricky's making at those times and uh, but my my living room isn't big but it's probably it's it's about the same the size you've described it as you wrestle could you wrestle a a middle-aged man on your on your carpet uh I can't well you've slept on my carpet haven't you so you've like you you I say slept well I say slept we set him up on the sofa but (laughs) because it's I didn't have any anything like an old dressing gown with toothpaste stains on uh, yeah, I I uh, I like the opening discussion. It's good, but it's got some moments in that I don't particularly find interesting. I know I'm going to clash with you on this. We might as well come to it now. But the chat about who who would you have to dinner has never been interesting to me. I always skip through it. I listened through this time because I um, for the show, but and I didn't listen Did through research like you should do. Absolutely. An read and just just pretend <laughs> to listen. No, that's not true. I never ever do that. But um, but it's it's dull. It's really dull. Like the answers. It's not Carl's fault because if you're coming up with something off the fly, you can't always come up with really interesting stuff. It, it Carl's answers aren't interesting. And again, it's really not a criticism because we're going to do ours soon, and I probably can't come up with an interesting list. I I don't like. I don't begrudge him that, but what Ricky says about his picks, nothing is interesting, nothing is funny, nothing is particularly funny. So what Steve says is, isn't funny. The only thing that's funny is after they finish that bit of chat, and I think they have a song, and Steve comes in and says, 
it's mildly funny is like the thing I like about numbers four and five is you didn't even know their names. That is a funny comment because that's funny. Carl's inviting these people to dinner. He doesn't even know their names or two of them. But other than that, I don't like that chat. It's just okay. Not- here's here's my thing. I do kind of partly agree with you. It's not the most scintillating. It's not the most interesting chat, but it does give you an example of what Carl can come up with. Like without any sort of prompt, without without thinking about it at all, these are his first like honest answers. And yeah, it's I'm... funny because the wait wait because the the choices are so bland, they're so dull. And in my head, I'm just imagining what that dinner table looks like. You've got two women he doesn't even really know. He get like you said, don't the bloke with one arm, don't know the name of him. You've got Kim Marsh chatting to the woman who sailed around the boat, like. That's a mental yeah, no, it's, lineup. It's a weird. It's, it's a, a mental lineup. Yeah, it's weird, and it's it's kind of it's a product of Carl's head, and we love Carl, and I love what comes out of his head. It's just that there's for me there's a thousand examples of stuff coming out of his head that is funny, much funnier than this, and uh, I really am not criticising because it, it's not he probably it's not he wasn't even trying to be funny there. He's just coming up with some some people, but. It's just not that interesting. The chat around it isn't that interesting. The people, yeah, they're weird. And it is weird. Like, it's it's not weird enough to be... It's not really weird. And it's not kind of, like, really lifelike, where Carl can get great comedy out of stuff that isn't actually weird, but it's just his kind of thoughts it's kind of in that in between area of weirdness it's like the lady who sailed around the world uh, that's it it doesn't just doesn't it's not that interesting that chat and i don't hate it it's not like i think oh god this almost offends me but i just i've never found that yeah interesting. maybe it's a bit too sincere for you i like the bit where it's not says, sincere it's not i'll just say i'll just say that this not and it's not because there's no laugh out loud stuff from ricky there can be funny moments on this show many where there's no laughter amongst the three of them and there are moments on the show and i've talked about them and you know that i i feel this way so uh, that a sweet sincere and not necessarily laugh out loud funny not sometimes not funny at all but they're sweet and sincere and i love listening to that bit of radio those those bits of radio this isn't anything it's not mm. it's not sweet enough it's not sincere enough it shouldn't be i'm not chris it, it, there's no way it can all be like this but it just isn't sweet isn't that sincere it's not funny and it's just not not that interesting okay. but, i liked the bit where he says uh, i'll tell you who i would have uh peter peter k yeah okay Actually, a yeah, funny, yes. and they, they went, so this is this is this is a good moment because it's it's him trying to get one up on ricky he's being critical about his choices so he's going to play his little trump card yes, he's going to go no, i'll right. tell you what i said uh peter kane goes and then ricky sort of goes as if like right right why yeah, yeah. why no, and no, i love no, no. We've, we've spoken about it before but that sort of friendly rivalry that ricky because they were the the darlings of comedy at that stage weren't they you know it was the, it was very much peter k office um uh, sorry You've got Ricky Gervais, The Office, Phoenix Nights. And to me, I'm a big fan of Phoenix Nights. Uh, It doesn't come close to The Office, but it's it's very, very funny for me. Can I feel like from Phoenix Nights, my favourite? It won't make any sense out of context, but I just, if you know this, you know. I'm getting the word nonce. (laughs) Do you know what? Can I just tell you? I've seen this on Facebook. You might have seen this on, oh no, you're not on Facebook, are you? There's these people, right, celebrities who will give you a birthday message for 50 quid. Like you pay yeah, 50 see, quid, I have you, seen like, those. And one of them, like usually it's like you see the celebrity and it's quite sad really. You think, God, how sad you're kind of struggling. A lot of ex-footballers are doing it and things. But 
I saw one with Clinton Baptiste, that character, in character, he will yeah. give you a, a birthday message. So he'll be like, hey, yeah, he's like, hey, yeah, Clinton Baptiste here. Do you want a birthday message or for mitzvahs or, or weddings? Or, you know, he's, he's such a great character. And it's so funny to see him in character giving those messages. So, um, but yeah, that's does my favorite. Does Ainsley Harriet do... Um... Do a birthday messages. I don't know. I don't know. I've got a birthday coming up. Well, I don't. I had one. Don't. Bloody don't. I could fake it. (laughs) Say just to kind of um, just to kind of uh, uh, make a point. Yes, you're right. And I forgot. Actually, I'd listen back and I was going to mention this as the the one funny bit. And I I just I didn't. So it's a good. You're right. It was an omission from me. It is funny when. Carl says, because it's the way he says it. It's like, yeah, he leaves the pause. He knows, he knows. I'll tell you what, Dave, Peter Peter Kay, Peter Kay, he's he's good, isn't he? He's good. And it's great because Ricky loves that kind of um, banter and and things, you know. Yeah, you know Ricky Gervais. Yeah, but he's like really funny. So that's that's funny. That's a funny choice. The rest of it, I don't. I I know what you mean. Um, So, Gary, you're hosting a dinner party. Okay. Who are you you inviting? I'll tell you what, because I, I actually can't wait. Can I tell you mine first? OK, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to bear in mind that what we just said about this not being that interesting. But let's make it. Well, make the better OK, it. well, I guarantee you my list is way more well, interesting do, and than Carl's. And then I do a list? I, I didn't know until yeah. about. We'll blitz years. through them. We'll blitz through them. Yeah, yeah. So my dinner party, right, I obviously have to have Carl Pilkington there. Because I have to have him there. I just want to watch him and hear him. And I've got I've got about a million questions. And hopefully he'll come on this podcast so he doesn't need to come to my dinner party. After that, I've got Car- Carolina Hearn. Because I just uh, I, yeah. I genuinely yeah. think we'd get on so well. And I've got yeah. I would just like, you know, dazzle her with praise for the royal family. Then moving on, I've got Bob Mortimer. Just because yeah. consistently funny and he'll be brilliant. I think he'd, he'd come up with some great recipes as well trapped potatoes <laughs> that's what he talks about when he's talking about a tin of potatoes and he's like oh, i'd make him like corned beef hash or something like that yeah, yeah and then then we move on to the chefs so i've got gino de campo i know like quite a left field choice for me but i think i think he'd be bloody hilarious and then you've got ainsley he's, harriet of course yeah cool. well i didn't even need to we well, didn't even need to say him we know <laughs> you just take it as red gino de campo is funny i've seen him on some this morning clips He's funny, but you've so it's, I think you that the balance is maybe wrong there. I love all those people, but you've got like three really strong, funny people like comedians like Bob, Caroline uh, and Carl. Carl. They're not all extroverted, but they're all kind of fun. It's almost too much. Do you think it would be maybe too much humour? Like, it might be too um, much, actually. You're right. And then now you've got two much. chefs like you only need one. Really. <laughs> well, to be honest, it was to be honest, it was going to be all chefs at one point. that's a good idea actually that's actually that's funny could be a stand-up point um to do uh, your five people you've invited to and they're all chefs of course because you want them to go okay so mine i had a bit of time to think about this i would certainly uh, Noel gallagher yeah start off with um i don't think you'd get on though like that's no 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 no. i don't necessarily would like get he's a he's an arrogant brash pop stroke stroke rock legend who probably doesn't talk that much to normal people like he, he's probably not rude in the street when he says they say hello but he's probably not like a real talker i don't care i want him there i want yeah, to be close I to Tom secondly would be harry hill my yeah 
absolutely and again harry harry's probably the same i don't think he would mix that well with me so i wouldn't get on with any of my he guests. also wouldn't be the harry hill that you want him to be no, no, he no, wouldn't i don't want him to be that harry hill actually it's an interesting point because i would want to see the real harry hill like i know i, I know what you mean i yeah. don't want him, i wouldn't want him to be like to make weird comments about the food and you know to, to be who he is who I, why i love him like his style of comedy i just want to be with the real man harry hill himself then i'm struggling so I've got. I mean, your your guests are very good, like Caroline Ahern and Bob Mortimer. I'd love to. Caroline's a very good choice, I must yeah, say. Because you said it. Yeah. But it's, it's. Do you know what I mean? It's quite a hard thing to come up with because you're right. You want to strike the balance. You you don't want someone to be too funny. Then you've got to have a bit of serious chat there. Yeah. I'm also choosing people like, uh, uh, to be honest, I wouldn't want to talk that much. I would just sort of like, I would just observe this yeah. play out. And also, I'm I'm not being funny. I'm not a very good host, to be honest. I'd probably be stressed out. So I'd probably just get a takeaway and just have, well, have he, loads of booze. You know, what would and, Gino DeCampo think about you getting a takeaway? And he's I'd going, be, but, my, but my, my, my parsnips, you know. What the fuck? Like, whatever he's cooking. But, it, you know, that was perfect Gino DeCampo impression. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do impressions for birthdays and bar mitzvahs. And Italians no, are, are famous for their um, <laughs> parsnips. parsnips. Their root veg. Yeah. Um, yeah, but well, he's pasta alla, alla vederci. You know, <laughs> alla so, pasta. And then you're getting a takeaway. I don't think you should. And Ainsley would could knock up a good meal. I'd love it. He'd be like, oh, 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 have we seen that video? We we messaged about fifty times between us with that video. Like I can't remember who sent it to. I think I sent it to you, or you. And then there's an additional video after that, and Jill's just so nonplussed. She doesn't know what's going on. It it's is fucking so, terrifying, so geriatric OAP. If you're if you're, if you're on go and go and search for Ainsley Harriet Jill, and you'll just you'll have a day days worth of entertainment there so um i think another person i'd have i didn't i don't care how this comes across but um i'd like to have michael foot there foot stuart foot stuart foot now i did you know who michael foot is you probably don't you don't know okay he was leader of the labor party in uh 1970s 1970s early 1980s early 1980s actually and uh very much like Corbyn but I know we're not going to get political in this chat now but I'm just saying he was very much like Corbyn before Corbyn he was he was very left-wing yeah. he got elected he's he's great guy real big Plymouth Argyle fan in fact for his 90th birthday for a present Plymouth Argyle the football club signed him they signed him up as a player like, obviously he didn't play but he was on their books as a player <laughs> like just for his 90th birthday squad number 90 but he anyway that's not why i would like him he's just a fascinating character other than that probably the i do you know who i genuinely like go on peter k the yorkshire ripper no peter sutcliffe Another would you peter. really yeah 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 i would probably want him there would you just want him in some sort of like jacket some straight jacket or something no yeah smoking jacket <laughs> um no yeah uh yeah probably cuffed i i'd, I'd say but um i just fascinated by it. not because i like him i don't not endorsing him or like him i just i'm just fascinated by by him um, I, yeah i think i want to come to your dinner party now yeah i think we'd have 
well fun because you've got harry hill there like is it, he won't be his exuberant self but he's still going to be funny then you've got Noel. he's got the cocaine so that we're okay there uh <laughs> he's bought that and uh then uh and then you've got a, a touch of politics you know it's like, i yeah i know what you mean you've got a good balance there yeah i just want, I just I like want the- out and out comedy i just because i love I just love learning about comedians' lives, particularly their early lives. Part of the reason why I love like this podcast and these shows so much, I just love the origins of comedians. I've got the real thing about that: origins and um, like duos. Like I love like comedy pairings. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, hey, we're in danger of this feature being the whole show, oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> I was going to recommend you can cut Sorry, it out, one, but yeah, because we're talking about one very nice one of that, which is about a, a comedy Joe, but is that it's about their origins. It's filmed well after. Is uh, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's it's a documentary featuring uh, the two writers of Father Ted, and they go back to Craggy Island. What, what oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just chat about their kind of time writing as they met, and how they were writing about stuff. The stuff, the material about nuns came from literally living around nuns as a child. It's like, it, it, Is that, that small, that, far away? Is that small, it, far no, away? It's near far away. Oh, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, oh, sorry. No, maybe it is small far. But um, no, I think that's a separate documentary. Because yeah. there are two. There's two. It's not. But that, that I'd also recommend Small Far Away. Anyway, let's get back on to discussion. So yeah. Have- so I think what's, this show has got, for me, it's got a lot of filler. I don't know. It's got very sort of light observational comedy stuff at the start, you know. Uh, the French restaurant, some sort of tapas at the start. But tapas is a good line, but I know what and, you mean. And, uh, you know, the tattoo chat, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of spent when it comes to people chatting about tattoos and piercings, even though it was kind of nice to think about Ricky as a new romantic. I just, these topics are like, yeah, I, I don't even want to talk about tattoos because I just get bored of it. I know what you mean, but it, is a, it isn't the most interesting chat about the tattoos. But to be honest, I don't I don't listen to it and think and skip it because it's so uninteresting. Because I, oh. I quite like when they talk about their days and especially when they talk about like what they were doing together. Just if it involves them walking down a street and they saw something. Yeah. It's like you can imagine them actually walking down a street. And it's like a nice little going back to that time when they were close and yeah. just do normal things they're still they're super successful but you still got to walk down the street and you still see things so i quite like hearing about those stories but yeah it's not the most it's not the most interesting for me this show has got like three big moments for me it's like the dinner party chat which i quite like it's the cheeky freak of the week with the free freak thrown in for good measure so you've got the lobster man and the siamese twins yeah. or bloke with two heads and why oh, didn't he look both ways and just to wrap it all up you got the best monkey news, in my opinion, uh, which is number eighty-six. And there's yeah. no, there's no car, there's no car at pump four. Pump four is that one of the monkeys? Well, I've I mean, said this before about a few different guys, but actually, honestly, with this one, and it's always the case because we did narrow, I narrowed it down to quite a few, but it re- we were so close to this podcast being called "There's No Car at Pump 4. Possibly, I would have preferred that as a name, but anyway, we've gone with what we've gone with now. But yeah, I I would I would agree with what you said about the. Um, having three moments in the show but for me it's got two big moments just the dinner party chat isn't like but the the, you can hang a good show a decent xfm episode a really decent one around two really standout moments and if you've got the rest which is just nice nice little chat for me the dinner party chat's boring but the rest is pretty good 
that's enough do you know what i mean two huge moments is enough like to sustain the whole show so cheeky for why didn't you just look both ways mm. and there's no car at pump four i won't even do them in my favorite quotes because i've done them we're done so i just they are such they are in my honestly they are both in my top five of quotes ever I wonder what listeners think. Do you do you agree with that? Do you yeah. Just... What I like about the monkey news is it's just so well told. Like Carl, even though it's low shit, <laughs> it obviously didn't happen. The way he tells that story is he goes, <laughs> they they arrive. He's a magician with a little cap. He adds all this. It's these yeah, little details that details. just like there he is with his cap, 86. <laughs> and they arrive yeah. at the petrol station. He he puts the petrol into the car. He it's goes like, to pay. It, but, and you and everyone knows it's like it's like a you know it's like a you've been framed clip everyone knows what is going to happen yeah we all know but it's it's it reminds me of in a way of not the actual monkey news but it kind of reminds me of what steve said about i think ricky said like when they talk about um having your head chopped off way earlier series one yeah. it, it, the way carl tells that story is like he goes, you know, he says, all right, I'll see you in the morning. See, and I think Steve says, I love the fact Carl knows exactly what was said. And it's that kind of thing of Carl doesn't just say, you know, a man got his head chopped off and he, and he and it talked for like five seconds. He says he went to bed, you know, tucked him in, you know, he, he knows all these little details. That <laughs> I have love that, you. <laughs> that make the story. But, yeah, I agree. He tells he tells the monkey news fabulously this week, particularly. And of course he knows it's not true. We all know. We all know he really knows. Monkey it. news is yeah, but that's what monkey news is. It doesn't matter that it's true. It doesn't matter. No, you it, suspend it's, your it's, disbelief. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You so what you do, you you don't suspend your disbelief to believe that the monkey news is true. What we do, we all do this as an audience, and we all know we do it, and it's valid thing to do. We suspend our disbelief that Carl believes it. That's what you suspend your disbelief. Yeah, you don't suspend your disbelief about monkey it, yeah. sound. But yeah, so it's um, it's fantastic. The only weird thing about it, I mentioned this a few episodes ago when there was another example of this, and I gave this as a, as another example. It's a, such a shame for some strange reason. Like everything tells me that that was geared up for a huge Ricky laugh, but he doesn't. He mm-hmm. just scrums up because he's so shocked by it. But I don't know. It's it's just it would have made it to have a huge laugh there, I think. But it's it's kind of interesting that it doesn't. But it doesn't, and it certainly doesn't ruin it. But do you know what I mean? You you yeah, pray for a big laugh there because it's you know so ridiculous. I've got um just just some quick fire things to um throw at you. Some quick question before we move on to our favourite quotes. Okay, <laughs> is this a new feature? Not really. <laughs> what animal? What animal am I thinking of? You. Yeah. Uh, quick probably. Quick okay, because you're because you're so one track mind, and you heard that he was thinking about a monkey. You're thinking about a monkey. Thinking of a duck. Uh, what's better, Rockbusters or Forty Minutes of Ricky Stand Up? Rockbusters. You best. sure? Yeah. Okay. Fax or email? Email. Okay. Good. Good answers. Good answers. Well done. You've just you've played. <laughs> well oh, done. Well, you've I, you've charmed I, me. You charmed. Did I? Did I? Uh, yeah. Did I win? He did, yeah. Do you know? What did I win? <laughs> thumbs up from okay. from thumbs an old friend. Up my, up my what? Hey, Sam. Well, I'm not. That's not. You're, it. you're the last person I'd want to do. <laughs> Pete, Pete would do it. Did you know, this is just a quick fight, just a a quick fact that I thought was quite interesting. I always find it really weird that Ricky thought that Roy Orbison was blind, which is like 
ludicrous. I don't he think was anyone blind. That, I, I he think... wasn't blind. No, no, hang on, hang on. Let's 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 see this because we can we can look. I come at that fact from a different point of view. I might be wrong, but the whole time I'd heard them discuss that because they're not sure. Like Steve thinks he isn't blind. Ricky thinks he is. Carl thinks he is blind. Ricky thinks he is. Uh, are they not sure? He was blind, mate. He was no, blind. No, he wasn't. He said, I looked this up, and this is why I think it's quite an interesting fact. He said he was known for his shyness and stage fright, which was countered by wearing dark sunglasses. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought he was blind. No. It's that Stevie Wonder you're thinking of. No, I know there's other people who are blind, and I wasn't confusing Roy Orbison and Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Because there's different, you know, uh, I di- but um, many differences there. Well, let's get off that. But um, yeah, <laughs> I thought he, Roy Orbison was blind. I was sure. Well, wow. here you go. But that, I think that there's something in that, you know, because that one time I did stand up unsuccessfully. The glasses, I I wear glasses because I for like short sightedness and just to focus generally. But I genuinely felt more confident with them on whilst approaching. Yeah, you, do, you do actually. You you do use your glasses constantly because you can see absolutely fine without. I mean, you you probably have to squint a bit without them. Like you're not yeah. then strength strong, but you like wearing them. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I don't wear mine because they well they've broken. I just haven't bothered to to get them fixed, but. They are the exact ones that Keanu Reeves wears in the movie. Well, that's a, good, that's a good line. But yeah, we we neither of us need the glasses, but you you do tend to wear them quite yeah, I love a lot. It. I love it. Yeah, but um, you, you I like them. It's not the same as Robson, is it? Because you're they're not sunglasses. You're not hiding behind them. Uh, if anything, it's make your eyes bigger to the audience. I tell you what, sometimes I forget. You know, I think that because it's on my face, I think like a face mask is like sunglasses. And we, I think we're all guilty of this, right? When you wear your sunglasses, you do have a little a little look to see what's what's on the shop windows. Oh, and you just like to look at things. It's not creepy things. Everyone does it. I tell you, everyone does it. But I, I often think that I've face got, masks... But I've, got, I've got a telescope in my flat. <laughs> I to but I often think that the face mask is, is works in the same way. And I totally forget it's not. It's the wrong half of my oh. face that it's being covered. So I'm, just, I'm looking like, at... Just, it's looking at people like like fucking Bane from Batman, just going, "Hello, are you all right? You're in." That that is that does sound creepy. Uh, you know what I use the face mask for? Because I I I like to when I'm um well, I always do this anyway, but I do it amongst when people aren't looking, and I like to mouth the words to Oasis as I'm as uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I've always liked to do that as I and pretend I'm singing like obviously and I did that I've always done that but you know have to hide it when people are around but with a face mask so I can do it all the time like they can't see my mouse move that's know, true so yeah I, I, and you can't laugh and also you don't feel any shame laughing publicly to the Ricky Gervais XFM shows well no I, I don't laugh but um, I do I, I love the Ricky Gervais shows but you, you can still take you can tell someone's laughing in a mask you just can't tell they're mouthing a song or staring at someone's breast <laughs> i'm not looking at that anyway uh let's do uh, let's let's you've done yourself in mate you you <laughs> self-incrimination that's what yeah 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 That was our general discussion about the show. Let us know your thoughts on anything we've talked about. Be very interested to hear what you've got to say. But now we're going to do our favourite quotes from this week. I've got quite a lot this week. We're going to kind of rush through them. Um, Miles, is that music I can hear? No. (laughs) No, it isn't. 
What's that? I can't hear anything. Is that, is, that, is that a sound bed? Is that a bed I can hear? Oh, oh. yeah, no, no, we can't. We, no. Do you know why? Because the listeners didn't want it. Yeah, no, we've uh, we've had quite a lot of feedback actually. Yeah, no one likes the music. That. So it wasn't just one piece. Quid onto license and that sort of, yeah, sort that, of cost. Seventy quid. That's what it costs us. For fucks. Anyway, um, right. So <laughs> thanks, I, thanks. I do, I do genuinely like like helpful helpful feedback of the show. So it's yeah, good no, to no, know. No, no, no one no. likes it. Winifred Fowler commented. He said. This feature would be 100% would be 10% better if you remove removed all the music. How am I supposed to listen to this while I practice piano? People are listening to this podcast. That's the best comment we ever had. I, I love that. So it's such a non sequitur that he's he's listening he's doing piano. I didn't yeah I don't can't imagine our listeners playing like classical instruments. No. I just imagine quite lonely like us eating yogurt <laughs> through like with their hands that's how yeah. i imagine it um okay so you've had about five fights i just like that. like <laughs> it's such a weird thing to say i've had we'd had about five fights but he says it so nonchalantly and steve brightly will pick up on it so, sorry you've had about five fights you're a middle-aged man yeah businessman you know oh eight seven hundred eight hundred one two three four if you're in the fax industry, industry. Give us a call. yeah that's good that is good have you ever seen like the david attenborough stuff <laughs> david attenborough was quite close to being on my list at the dinner party oh um, I, I would pick richard attenborough but that's separate i've met him yeah because he's got some prescription lens sunglasses which which we'll be talking about after the break yeah. it's that it's that's again what ricky does so well it's that slight hesitation he's speeding through his sentences so quick and he doesn't know what words is going to come next so it's all in the delivery that one not the funniest but best great delivery good delivery i agree with you uh this is another one about well this is all about the delivery actually but a very different style of his delivery um so i'm going to try and do it like him <laughs> i took my shirt off <laughs> i took my shirt off Oh, God, can you imagine? Seriously, just slapping someone's bare skin. Yeah. Um, all right, here's your rock busters. Yeah. It's just uh-huh. classic, classical. Um, Eve. Eve. I know Ricky does that because the story's yeah. good. He always comes up with characters, like whether he plays them. Yeah, or says, Rene. Like, Rene. But Eve is my favourite. Just giving them a mention. <laughs> I didn't say that right, but... You think you think I'm being tight, think I'm being out of order, but I'm just giving them a mention, just giving, giving them a shout mention. out. Yeah, uh, this I'll, do, I'll try and do this like Steve. Yeah, nerd. Nerd. Yeah, nerd. <laughs> like, uh, Isn't it funny because Ricky really, really laughs at that bit, doesn't he? Because he's saying is that because obviously the development of Ricky of Steve's look, you know, getting his hair cut as Gavin's, <laughs> his fancy haircut, cool glasses. So he's he's grown up in such a such a short spell of time isn't he steve but because imagine that look oh my god that would you see the very early photos of him he he does have that you know just yeah um, his hair is a mess but that's you know he's but look at him now like he's he's uh, great they both actually is a separate point but carl looks exactly the same he looks here doesn't look older doesn't look younger maybe a tiny bit older looks but ricky and steve have both focused so much more on their look these days. Ooh. Oh, do you feel you were married then? No, but <laughs> they have grown beard, I think, but not necessarily my length beard, but growing some stubble really helps the look, I think. Uh, not that I'm, you know, I don't want to sleep with them, but um, if you're going to do your own, uh, at least make sure you're a good drawer. That's a good point. Bloody good point. Oh, bloody good point. 
um, and the bloody good meal. <laughs> I'll t- I tell you, I tell you, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I tell you, I would have uh, Peter K. We can't, we did, we kind of covered that, but yeah, that's. I tell you, no, you've got to do. I tell you, you would have Peter K. Peter K. <laughs> Featuring Mr. Cheeks. Yeah, that's great. Have you heard that song, Ricky? Like Steve's got this very, very like strange fascination and love of hip hop, and he does actually talk about it on his Desert Island Discs, which, but yeah, very unusual music taste, just unexpected. Great yeah, to like. Yeah, well, he's got like r- goes to Rage Against the Machine concerts. You can just imagine yeah. there, like you can spot him Crazy. in the crowd because he's like <laughs> with a balloon wash, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you, yeah, you're right. You wouldn't to look at him. You'd think, you know, maybe a bit of Celine Dion or something, you know. <laughs> Um, you've heard it. I love love that line. That was going to be we, my. We've messaged that a few times to each other. You've like. heard it. Um, I think even Manchester safer than that. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. it's that it's that yet yeah, it's that yeah at the end that, that Carl says it's just yeah. again trying to swiftly move on, move on, move on. Yeah. Yeah, it's very real, like very like like it's not even other shows that don't. Kind of, I'm not saying other shows. You can have a radio show or or a podcast that kind of they don't script things, but they always thinking what does the listener want to hear? What what's kind of what what should we say for the purposes of the show? Whereas Carl doesn't think like that's a good example of it. He just thinks what do I want to say to kind of move <laughs> away from what I don't want to talk about? Like I don't care if if I'm on a show or down the pub. Um, and slagging off Manchester as well, which slagging off Manchester, yeah. Um, I've got that. That's mine done. So. Um, oh really? Oh no, but I had, but I did have, but I've kind of left it out because it's so good. Like, why didn't he just look both ways? I, I mean, you know, it's just my classic. There's no car at pump four, sorry. Uh, well, that was going to be one of mine anyway. So the last two I've got is, uh, again, this is a Ricky Slur. And we'd like to do a Ricky Slur on the show. What monkey can they see tonight? Yeah. What monkey can they see tonight? Just love, love. I don't know what it's... I like, I like their confusion as well at the 86. Because it's true. Like, it doesn't make sense what Carl says because he's, you know, got other monkeys and he's what what do you mean and Carl, rick is genuinely confused there he's not acting like what do you mean like what you had 86 other monkeys i, I don't know and, and he, but he also says he also says monkeys he got mon- monkeys like he misses the end yeah because he's genuinely confused there but okay. um, what's your last last one then? last one is there isn't a band called new odor yeah there's another listener gone a band called new odor there's there isn't that was terrible though. I do quite like um sell her black. I do quite like that as a rock. Sell her black. Sorry, I thought sell her black, and then I thought no, it's not sell her black car. It's not sell her black. Wrong um, doesn't mean cryptic. Wrong doesn't mean cryptic. Yeah. So let us know your favourite quotes from this episode on Twitter or email or anything. Spinnerspodcast uh, at gmail dot com. Actually, on that now, now we got moving. Now we're moving on to the uh, X Fem in the community section, and uh, Mars is going to read out some feedback from listeners this past week. Or oh, it's been about a week and a half since we've recorded, or something like that so we've got quite a quite a lot of feedback but i'm just going to read through one now because i told him i would and we read his email out most of his email out last week but can i just say this this email uh this is from is it john h yeah john h that's it so yeah john john h sent us an an email really really i can't believe how much effort you guys put into your emails like I'm like really amazed and very taken aback and re- appreciate so so much thought so John, well written into John, these emails. 
My my emails are shit. <laughs> Seriously, no, my emails are quite detailed. You've seen, you've been, remember when I was trying to get back that money that from the oh, flat yeah. stadium. Um, but no, John, I, I'll say I'm not. I won't. We just don't have time to read out everything that you've written, John. But um, I did want to read your quotes. But you have, yeah. He puts this series series episode and the exact minute that it happens in and then he, he writes a lot about each one but very interesting it, they're fascinating what you said about them um so really interesting but the actual quotes themselves these are um, top five quotes and of course there's no television <laughs> that's good that's a good one seems i don't know anything about the building industry anymore which is from series one why is that for? oh that's right steve. that's steve when he's he's talking about fake rolex watches he'll tell your soul apart it's hellraiser um what's mr nosy neighbor interested in hello what's going on here that's um <laughs> these are really they're just such like they're, they're, weird, yeah, like, they're different like they're not classics like to me but they're great for his top five you know they're, they're, they're i love not. it yeah oh and this is the last one uh oh steve's made you look like a bit of a twat already and it's only five past one that that is a classic actually so yeah thanks um john h if that is your real name and but yeah the, the the effort he's gone to to kind of write why each of the like what he likes about them he's he's he's, he's given us the exact minute just in case we wanted to go back and listen to it. but yeah thanks for your email and uh, miles now is going to read out some some other stuff that we've well had. i will be reading out something very shortly but firstly we've got uh, jake bellamy he sent us a voice memo so i'm just going to play it now oh all right it's jake and that uh just messaging because i've had an idea for you we like xfm in the community what about xfm in the monkey community yeah Think about it, in the last 20 years since the show, how much monkey news is going to waste? If you got the D-Troutees weekly to send in monkey news, and then you two can uh, have your thoughts on it. Just an idea. That's a feature that will run and run. All right, so that's it. See you later. So that was Jake telling us we need to start doing our own monkey news. Can you imagine how long this show would be if we did the monkey news as well? But he did send us uh, an article. Uh, you know, I have actually read this before, because it's, and it's very funny. It's monkeys, the snow monkeys, <laughs> who, who relax in uh, sort of therapy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. Not from his link, but I... yeah. So snow, monk, snow monkeys use hot springs as spa spa therapy to reduce stress. Do monkeys get stressed? Yeah, and, yeah, they're but... very, very common. <laughs> they do, yeah, absolutely. But they didn't say, you know, I don't think the spas run by a couple of chimps. No, I, that's that's true. Um, that's true. Le- but, but thanks, James, thanks, James, for the voice message. Anyway, yeah, really appreciate. It. Actually, but we. We've put out for voice messages. We do get quite a bit of feedback these days, but we don't get that many voice messages. But if you want your voice heard to at least three or four people, you know, on a, across a national broadcast, across across countries, and a little Saudi Arabian fella. We'll little Saudi voice. Arabian fella. We have got listeners in Saudi Arabia. Um, get, send us a MP3 file with your voice in it, and we'll. You got that right. Oh my I god. I know. You MP3, got that right. I know. I just it was all guess in the wind. It was like a clock's. A broken clock's right twice a day, so I had to be right eventually. But yeah, what other feedback have we had this week? So Rob Banks, he says, I love the last show and excited for the next one. I remember you saying that Ricky uses material from XFM 
in many of his projects, but mainly his stand-up. He discussed there was no issue in him plagiarising himself, which I completely agree with. I actually think this goes a bit further than this, and Ricky is literally using the show to get material, and this is why he carried on for a long time after becoming very famous. I wouldn't be surprised if he made notes on every show he did. I can't think of any better source for writer material than two hours with Carl and Steve, where they were constantly throwing around random ideas together. I actually think this probably may be a reason why he isn't too bothered that they have a large amount of listeners and he is happy to continue on despite not having the quantity of listeners Ricky Gervais could and should have on a different show. Just an idea and would be great to get your thoughts. Finally, uh, I am doing a stand-up course this weekend. I honestly think hearing about your stand-up experiences, your hospital radio and how you managed to channel your creativeness whilst doing other work was a big inspiration and motivation for me and encouraged me to sign up for the course. Hey man, good bloody going for signing up course because i would be we've we've both said um i have actually replied to nima we, we've both just as as he says that i've only done it once gary's like gary genuinely wants to pursue a career in like stand-up and i think you'll be amazing at it as i've always said very funny I've always like because of harry hill that's what my exactly, did yeah but it's a very very stressful thing to do and like it, but what better way to like build your confidence up and to, like, i remember like on our barely experienced doing it like but you have such a rush after and we said this on the show before but it's if you're doing you it that rush, like, yeah, yeah so when you do rob when you do your best first stand-up like you're going to be amazing like it's going to yeah. do so many wonders and if you if you're in london or if you wherever you do it do do let us know and or send us a video we'd love to see how you get on and do let us know how your unless, career unless stand up and i get because i'll get jealous then <laughs> No, Rob, but that's lovely, man. I think it's so nice that that inspired you. It's kind of like that's like literally the point of uh, that's the mum. That's the best thing that anyone could have written, really, because it's it's lovely to inspire someone to do stand up or hospital radio or whatever we've done. But yeah, so amazing and good luck with it. I think you'll be really good. I've you know you've written a couple of emails to us now, and I can tell from that that you're. you're a creative person i think you'll do well at it um your point about ricky yeah i think yeah i kind of go along with that i i certainly think um he knew the show was like a gold mine for comedy i just i i don't think it was quite as um certainly not as organized or as targeted as that i don't think he like did it carried on with the show deliberately to get stand-up material i think they probably did the podcasts so he could get material for his stand-up but in the radio show i think he just did it because he genuinely just enjoyed being with carl he just he just went along he could be drunk he could be hungover. it doesn't matter you just do it it's technically work and i think he enjoyed it and i don't think he was organized enough a person to write notes on each show but i might be wrong but i just don't think he'd write notes on his show but i genuinely generally go along with what you're saying that he probably carried the show on because he partly because he was getting stand-up material for it well, if ricky's interested you know there's there's full transcripts of the shows on pilkopedia so yeah. <laughs> that's where uh, this show he could listen to this no, show. no no he's not interested in no. this is from thanks rob this is from james james lutchford Guys, if I suspect uh, I'm your only listener, can you please inform me of the frequency of your podcasts? I know it's only a tin pot setup, but if you want me to become a Patreon, you're going to have to step up your game up because these sporadic episode dates are messing with... This is another sporadic one as well, isn't it? (laughs) I even resorted to such desperate measures as to download Dutch or otherwise. And after years of our our, our RKS referring to hospital radio, I now know what they meant. Take that from what you will. I go running 
whilst listening to your podcasts. And thanks to you, I've put on eight pounds because it's hard to run whilst pissing yourself laughing. Mm-hmm. Hurry up! P.S. You need to find out what Ricky was referring to in the show where he mentions to see about telling an anecdote about his dad and a shed. See you later. But he does put it in brackets. Please don't say that in that twatish voice, although I know you're going <laughs> to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to do it as well. See you later. I'm going to do it. You can't write. See, we cannot, I cannot see that phrase without saying it in that way. And, uh, right. but, um, James, thank you for your email. Um, it is Tim Pot as you've recognised, is shoddy. And, uh, yeah, we're sorry about the sporadic days. We usually, we try, generally record on a Friday, put it out on a Sunday, but that's not always the case. So, like, last Friday, I couldn't do it. Just things came up. So we do it on Tuesday. So, But we do have basically full-time uh, jobs as well. I don't have a job, but I've got a full-time course. Yeah. Yeah, so it, you know, it is it is difficult to get them out. But I, I take your point. Thank you for your letting us know about your running anecdote. It's very funny. And uh, um, yeah, and if you are interested, um, James, there's loads of that. Well, there's, there's three, there's <laughs> three extra episodes on. Oh, Patreon. That, well, we actually we stopped doing uh, Dutch Truck Voice for we haven't done for a while. I think we should do one soon. But you know, it's like it's whenever we do a Dutch Truck Voice these days, it's like we as we're talking, we know this is going to be heard by no one basically well no i think i think it's hard because like dutch otherwise when we first set up dutch others it was obviously it's basically uh a reference to our, our old radio show that we did it's, it's basically like looser it's basically looser chat not not necessarily tied to ricky steve and carl i think it's nice because gary and i we, we obviously we we can witter on for bloody hours yeah, <laughs> it's just whether that's entertaining or not <laughs> <laughs> no, but we 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 kind of if you do want to hear that kind of chat that lo- a bit looser kind of a bit um not necessarily all all related to ricky steve Carl. some won't some only want that but if you do want that kind of chat we we are putting stuff like that on our patreon so our yeah. patreon pages become a bit like dutch otherwise so it will always will always do the shows free to air that are reviewing each episode of the rick Dresha. we'll never put one of them on our patreon so you get the normal content but if you want the extra um you know 50 quid a month that's 50 that's quid all. minimum minimum yeah no yes yeah, and that show is called uh his oh little yeah, his little legs. Okay, yeah. So it's called his little legs. It's it's. I regret not calling this show the main show his little legs, but you know we didn't, so we we thought we'd use that name for that. But but essentially his little legs is is very much like Dutch otherwise was. Um, this is the last one is from Luke Linares. Uh, not sure if you've come across this before, but I but I found this podcast that Carl is on from early last year. He was a guest on the Distraction Pieces podcast, uh, hosted by Scroobius Pip. It's really good. The purpose of his appearance here is a promo for Sick of It, but they talk about his whole career and it has some really insightful takes on the whole Ricky Carl relationships. Carl's mindset when he was deciding to leave XFM and how he felt after that, as well as discussion about Carl falling into acting. Slowly but surely catching up with your podcast by working my way through the episodes. Keep it up, guys. P.S. Just listen to the podcasts covering episodes 18 to 21, where you discuss your own podcast's listener demographic and who it is listening to the xfm show now on that topic i'm 22 and myself and my pal have listened for years study leave in high school at 16 17 was spent by us with them on loop mental to think that despite the shows being dated in some ways they're obviously timeless enough that people my age born in 98 after series zero was recorded oh still enjoy 90 fucking 98 oh you thought i know it's crazy like you think uh, uh, you, you know people born right people born in 
2003 can drive legally. Yeah, that's mental. Yeah, but um, thank you, Luke, for your whole email. Uh, I'd certainly check out that that podcast. It sounds very interesting, especially if they because it's if it's just you know stuff for uh, sick of it. You know, I, I've seen stuff like that, but if they actually go back and really get into have, the results of Gervais times, that would be really interesting. I have actually listened to it, and it's a great. I, I listen to anything where Carl Pogba features as a guest, and and um he's right. It's one of the few times where Carl doesn't talk about it that much, but for old XFM fans like us, like you just want to have more and more in your heart of hearts, you want more and more XFM content, or you want uh, a behind the scenes look at what it was like, because we're all fascinated by uh, their personalities and their career at this point. So any kind of drip drab of like information, and I should say actually, <laughs> I got a bit drunk last night, Gary. <laughs> and I, uh, is, is it illegal what you did? No, no. Uh, put a face mask. I emailed a few people. I emailed uh, Duncan Hayes, who was Ricky's agent. Well, we said we wouldn't email Ricky's agent because he would never come on. No, no, just the oh, agent. Yeah, I know Ricky. Oh, won't. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I, wanna, I think can't. Duncan would be good. Um, who else did I? I think I tried to get hold of John for Ross again. It's okay, hard as well. Trying to get Jonathan uh, Ross on, yeah. But I don't want to get um, you know, want to ask him how he shaves his ass. But we'd like, like, just for the reason you summed up there, it was a very good summary. So that's why we want Carl, because you do, you just want it, even if it's a drip drab of information. And we would kind of, that's why we'd love to interview Carl, because we'd we'd purely be talking about those times, and uh, you know, hopefully it'd be something that people want to listen to. But it's obviously difficult to get Carl. We've got a new lead on getting Carl on, and actually. Um, Andy, if you're listening, because we, we, he's emailed us, but it's more of a, like a personal email, which I'll be replying to in writing. But he does a Simpsons podcast called uh, Stay at Homer. And you should check that out. Very good. But yeah, he's had a very interesting career. He's an author. He's worked with Ricky, with Carl and Steve and he, like his, his podcast is about the Simpsons. So he doesn't talk about those times. But um he's got contacts with carl and um ricky so hopefully he'll uh he'll help us get carl on but anyway that's the name <laughs> but you should stop emailing you know brian blessed and you know people <laughs> you know, random it's people. so hard not to isn't it because you're i don't know i just want to i love i love doing the the guest episodes as as you do too and it's just uh it's great to get a new insight a new perspective another voice uh on on this podcast just to find that little bit more you know slowly and surely we're kind of you know excavating you know the remains of xfm and yeah, uh, shining a new perspective on things which i think was kind of ultimately always was the aim of this podcast to be honest yeah and it's like you get new perspective on things from us and but that's just uh, you know we all all listeners everyone has their own perspective on things and hopefully we have given you ours but it's more interesting we're going to say, I admit, it's more interesting when you hear the opinion of Dickie Anderson, direct, mm. or Lisa Ullman, oh. or I can't remember, uh, or uh, who's who else? Andrew Phillips. Andrew Phillips. Laurie yeah. Peters. Andrew Phillips. Laurie Peters. Yeah, Laurie was Laurie's great. So yeah, anyway, but um, we we're going to try and get um, those sort of people on. But yeah, uh, I've forgotten who emailed now. Was it Luke? <laughs> You're, you're like, yeah, you're like you, you, no it's funny because you're you're doing you're doing, you might as well be ricky now and just go 
Oh, forgotten. Oh, for fuck, for fuck, yeah. No, no. Who was it who emailed? Luke. Well, Luke, because he's going. Well, he's going to exit. He's going to X-Men tonight, but you can if you want. Yeah, Shut up. I'll tell you what, Luke. Though, um, I love that you mentioned um that yourself and your pal have listened for years, and your study leave uh when you're 16, 17. I just what a wonderful what what a wonderful time to just <laughs> spend listening to your shows with yeah. your mate. Endlessly quoting, going to the pub. Well, you can't go to pub at 16, 17, but you could probably sneak in a few pints or something. But just just sitting down and chatting about this it. I think it's so... an episode. You'll, you'll keep... Yeah, you'll I know. ...behaviour. Stop it. Stop doing it. You'll get done for it one day. No, I, I know what you mean. But, yeah, because I'm thinking back to my time in sixth form common rooms, and uh, we would talk about, I mean, OK, we would talk about Shooting Stars episode last night. We'd talk about, you know, but you're not listening to it at the time because you didn't have media in those days in the same way you have media now. You can't just, you know, listen to stuff. But it's really interesting. Yeah, I agree. It's interesting that you're 22. We've got a listener who's like 16 himself, uh, which is crazy. And, and then we've got a listener who said he was like 60, 68 or something like that. So it spans a gen- generations, this show and the interest in it. Mm. Um, the only thing is, I would say you'd have to be 16 to kind of get it because, you know, maybe this is just me and this is just a poor reflection on me. But I think it's the case with most people is that you really don't you think you do. but You really don't have a fully formed sense of humour that you have as an adult when you're, say, 15 or 14. I, don't know. I think that's a bit patronising. You know, honestly, honestly, mate, you, you, there's so many things I used to enjoy when I was 14, 15. Like, I look back now, I think they're shit. No, but I'm saying 16, when he says about him, 16, 17, yeah, yeah, I can kind of see that. But you're at the very early stages of your fully formed um, sense of humour. Uh, but it's great. It's great to hear you enjoy it. I think it's really nice to, for me, like, I think it's great um revisiting things and i and i've got i've done this as a habit during lockdown actually revisiting loads of films that i i've seen or like thought i've seen and when you when you come back to them as an adult your level of appreciation is so different but that is not in no way to dilute what they meant to you when they were younger when i watched them when they were younger it's just really curious to see how they change how the meanings and the yeah, sentiments but don't you, because don't it's like mind. when i went to, when i when i was really young and you know, i listened and i used to watch religiously part, part of the reason i didn't really have any mates when i was young because i was always just watching comedy dvds like i had, had loads of jack d dvds that i could literally recite literally like word for word yeah, yeah, alongside yeah. you know bill bailey park troll and i i knew all those and when you return to them they fill you with so much joy and you you understand things differently but you've also got that you know the silly things that made you laugh when you were younger you've still got that in your memory yeah that's true but i i I find the reverse as well there's some things you revisit that you went loved as a child that are shit in your opinion like in your adult opinion in my adult opinion anyway like certain things i liked comedies i liked um you know I, i really laughed at very basic kind of comedy that i don't think I'm not saying it put like giving myself a air of superiority saying, well, I laugh at clever things. But I think if you're one of our audience or then, you know, you've got a certain sense of humour and it's probably a good one and it's probably well developed. And But mine back then, you know, I would laugh loads at, at the most sort of bland comedy that I would look back at now. But then there are films that meant a lot to me like Jumanji it was it's fantastic I meant a lot to me it's, it's like 
it's emotional watching it as a, a child and so going back to that now is like even though i'm removed from being a child because it, it's about two children isn't it so i was a child well, then, so it's like yeah. me going it's like me going on an adventure even though now i'm an adult and it's Williams. Not on that ev- adventure of Williams, of course it's classic but um you kind of remember that association you have with, mm. yeah. i'll tell you what film that you're talking about jumanji my jumanji was the mask i thought oh, the mask was the really funniest thing i've ever ever seen one of my first crushes was um Cameron Diaz in in the red dress. I had such oh. a crush on that. But I also, but it was perfect because I loved Jim Carrey. I loved his like wild, wacky sense of humour, his physicality, the silliness of it, the the cartooniness of I, it. I I was the mask in my bedroom, and I was <laughs> acted out the mask and how I would be does if I had one of those masks, like in my bedroom all the time like as a, as a kid and I wasn't that yet I mean you know I was about 11 I guess you must have been too young to appreciate it when it first came out because I think you were literally too but you obviously it was still around you know by the time you were I don't think you I don't think you would have been like aware enough like of films and things when it first came out I might be wrong but I think I was about 10 so you must have been about three or four yeah it's classic absolute classic but Jumanji as well particularly and uh, by a Rob, another Robin oh Williams. yeah there's a big um, thing about like uh, Miss Doubtfire because it, when it came out I remember it was like it had been labelled a 12 and this classification, I think it was a new classification, 12. And it was like so many people saying, it's for, you know, kids, kids want to see it. Kids. And I was under 12. I think, you know, with an adult, they, they let us in. But it, there was a big thing about Miss Doubtfire coming out and being being a 12 rather than a PG. Why? You know? I think someone says shit in it. I think. I can't remember yeah. exactly. I think someone says shit once, and they they made it a twelve for that. But anyway, that's, better... that's a bit silly. Oh, but I would I was just gonna say the mask. If you're interested, it hasn't aged very well. <laughs> I have to be honest. I I love the mask. I haven't. Seen but it. I still love it. I still love it. Anyway, yeah. Gary, I want to wrap this up because I'm bored of talking to you, mate. That was a very interesting discussion, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah. but I thought we well, could thanks, wrap mate. it up by having a uh, uh, looking in our D Trout Spinners library. Each week, Gary and I select uh, a song that means something to us or just something that we like, and we put it into our Spotify playlist. And I'll put a link in the description. What are you going to put in this week? Well, I think. Tell me if I put this in before. I don't think I okay. have, um, but I have got a habit of doing that. It's, I think I might put it in. It's, it's time to say goodbye by Andrew Bocelli and Sarah Brightman. You put that in before. Oh, shit. Um, Do you want me to go first? You go first. Yeah, you go first. We'll record. So go back. So okay. Cool. So first, I think I'll, I'll have a go at this. I'll put in For All We Know by Donny Hathaway. Uh, I was quite a latecomer to Donny Hathaway. I didn't know anything about him. It's kind of this sort of soulful singer. It's re- really beautiful songs. Uh, I know it's Amy like, Winehouse uh, was... Is this it's sort of country? No, 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 not at all. Um, yeah, it's, it's more like soul, soulful. I know it was big, big uh, inspiration for Amy Winehouse, who did a cover of, of his songs died far too young but but his songs are so beautiful and very relaxing to listen to i'm really into like just relaxing music recently just very chilled out stuff and uh soulful or chilled out entertainer you know me anyway okay i'm gonna put in i've just looked something up so i'm gonna i'm gonna put put this in this is it kind of it kind of means something to me it genuinely does when you think because it this this like like the Jumanji takes me back to when I was ten. This takes me back to when I was thirty, and we started we did our show together. And I'm gonna put in, let's see if you remember this. I'm gonna put in Macy's Daybird by Diane Cluck. 
that name That's... still that name still gets me. Diane Cluck. If you know who yeah, Diane Cluck is, email in. Spin the podcast a conversation now that I had because I'd run out of playing all my music. <laughs> Uh, everything I I played everything on the show, so I, I played Diane Clark, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's a weird name. I even did a rockbuster about her for our very final show. Oh, no one's gonna get that. No, you, you, no, <laughs> yeah, you, I know, I do. I did, I did. Yeah, anyway, so that's mine. Macy's Daybird by Diane Clark. It does take me back. It does. The song I don't even I wouldn't know if you literally shoved it in my face and rubbed it in. But um, but it means something. I thought you were gonna. Reminds me of our show. Yeah, that's that's a nice choice. I thought you were gonna put in Cuban Pete by The Mask from oh. the soundtrack of The Mask. Uh, no, no, no. I love that. Song. I don't know that. But... Well, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna spend our weekends and our weeks watching nostalgic movies from the nineties, <laughs> crying about being too yeah. old. Right. No, actually, I'll tell you the one final thing, because we've got to go. I, I would recommend this to anyone. This isn't an old thing. This is a very new thing. I have honestly, and Mar- like Mars knows, I don't watch things. I don't watch things really no. very much, like especially long things. I have fallen completely in love, and that's not an exaggeration, with The Queen's Gambit. It yeah. is fantastic. Watch it. Well done for getting that late. Huh? <laughs> well done for coming to that late. Yeah, I know. It's late. What's but, your take you know, Queen's Gambit? Me, uh, Give us a review of Queen's Gambit. I haven't watched it all, so don't touch it. But it's it's, okay. it's it, the, the style, stylistically, it's fantastic. It reminds me of my childhood in a way, even though it's completely different. But Mr. Schreiber looks a lot like my grandpa who taught me chess. I don't, I'm not like a prolific chess player, like a very good chess player, but I do play chess. I enjoy it. It's very, the style's great. It's, it's fantastically warm, but also cold. It's got a great balance of everything. That's, that's my review. Of, Good so, one. Um, we will be back sporadically at some date yeah. or other in the future. <laughs> Don't know when, but no, as soon as possible. And uh, thank you for listening. Let us know your thoughts. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>